lose everyone. I'm back, baby. It's Jake C. Lee. I'm great. Everybody else sucks. Oh, huh. oh no. It's every nightmare I've ever had. Excuse me. It's time to check the link. Pretty crazy, huh? But, but it doesn't matter because none of this has anything to do with the show. You know what? You just made the list. <laughs> oh, wait, you serious? Let me laugh even harder. It's all in sports. Sure, we talk about it all the time. Really? No. Game on, everybody. It's all in sports. It's week 12 already. So, look, you know the deal by now. Hopefully, you're already following me. Already at The Athletic. In case you're not, at Owen Kid. WWW. .theathletic.com slash all in sports 30% off to get the goodness of the amazingness of the everything that's over there and speaking of amazing we'll just jump right into today's show somebody I've known for a long time gonna talk a lot of football and other fun stuff so if you don't like fun mixed in with football and just want 100% football probably not the episode for you but probably not the podcast for you either and you know this by now and today's guest if you've ever listened to a podcast in the past uh, you hopefully know this guy and love this guy or maybe you hate him as much as you hate me and that's why we're such good friends maybe that's the possibility who knows but he's a great mind he has a great book every single year fancy baseball and fancy football at this point you should hopefully know who i'm talking about joe pizapia and the fancy black book uh just a awesome dude right I, I like that? to think so. You're I, I, an awesome think, dude, is, is too. That the, is that the first time I've ever told you that, though? I, I'm it not is. Sure. I think our relationship has just gone to the next level now. This is really, <laughs> this is really nice. I mean, we've we've worked together for so many years now, and uh, it's nice to actually hear you say something nice. You are either softening in your old age, or you're setting me up to make fun of me later on. <laughs> that, that's what it is. You got a dog. Jake got a dog. Now he's all soft. He's gone soft, and now he knows what love truly is because he got the dog. Has it changed you? Has it? I don't think so at all. <laughs> at least if you read the comments on any of my articles, it doesn't seem so. If you <laughs> would you not my most famous tweet of all time now, Joe. Actually, no, this is the second most because the number one was still that. Who's the catcher? Do you remember when the Orioles closed the park and played the one game with nobody in the stadium because oh, of yeah. the uh-huh, right. of the riots, yeah. It was Caleb Joseph. Do you remember seeing when I, I just happened to be watching the game while I was working out? And on my phone, I filmed it as Caleb Joseph ran out. Of, it was the pregame. He ran out of the dugout and faked signing autographs because there was nobody in the stands. <laughs> and I tweeted funny. that out and it blew up. And actually, what was the show that used to be on ESPN? Not the cold pizza one, but kind of like that. Sports Nation. They retweeted oh, it yeah. and it blew up. And people start crediting them. But anyway. How, so, many, how, many, how many likes did you get on that? Because I know you measure yourself thousands. It was in the thousands. Worth, it? It was in the uh, you know how many I got for my Le'Veon Bell tweet last year? 16,000. So I don't know how many you got on that one. I got 16,500 on that. So I don't remember. I might have to try and dig that one up and find yeah, out. You can dig it up, it. but uh, <laughs> I think I'm still, which must, that must burn you. Like if I have a tweet that's more than yours, I had one that no, had a couple thousand I, yesterday. That's what I was going to say at this point, for how long we've worked together and known each other, if we're still friends, that should just tell us, <laughs> giving our personalities, <laughs> you should just tell the quality of the friendship. What I was going to say was how this is the proof that I haven't changed, Joe. So last week, <laughs> Some dude, I forget who it was. It was it started with an M. He tweeted me and he said, "Am I missing something, or is Derrick Henry that far down your rankings, or did you forget to put him in there?" And my tweet of his was a hard retweet and said, "Yeah, the bye week really kills his upside." 
I didn't think it was. <laughs> I think that's see, hilarious. Actually. See, I didn't but see. Okay, now two things here is one is there's still you still see the snarkiness. Two, I didn't think it was that funny. Oh, but I think it blew. that's pretty funny. I actually laughed out. I literally lol'd right now. <laughs> oh, omg! I literally lol'd because it was so funny. But it is. So it blew up. It blew up. It's like I said, it was actually, I think, close to 3,000 when I checked last week. But one guy came defense of this guy that, mind you, the person who tweeted it laughed at it himself. So he appreciates the humor. I got some of the nowadays you can't be funny. You can't be, you have to be offended by everything nowadays. Like, oh, yeah. I can't believe somebody that respectfully answers you a question, asks a question, and you come at blah, blah, blah. And so people, when I retweeted that, I said, how about the fact that he appreciated you're the one that got the shorts up your crack. So he got even more ticked off. And then people started coming after him because I hard retweeted him and telling him to chill the F out. And he snitched on me and started tagging the athletic account and be like, this is who you have working Whoa. for you. Like, and they're like, yeah. we know that guy's dropping all kinds <laughs> of giant tweets. He's got Caleb Joseph tweets up the yin yang. He's getting <laughs> us all kinds of clicks, brother. So, oh, yeah, so I retweeted. If I asked you that, if I was just, you know, a fantasy commoner, you know, as I know you like think of them. All you plebes out there. A lowly surf <laughs> on the very bottom of the food chain in the English world of, of medieval times. If I was one of those folks and I saw that and I asked you, where's Derrick Henry? And you, you know, I would laugh. I would laugh. But then again, that's me. I don't take myself too seriously. Everybody takes everything too seriously. I think yeah. that's really funny. And no, and the 99% yeah. did find it funny. This but is that, why we were so good together because this was like us on a daily basis all the time. We pork chop sandwiches. Oh, what did I say? Oops. Oops. I said no. the word. I can say no, that not, here, right? Not, not, no, what you just said was pork chop sandwiches. So oh, you know. pork chop sandwiches, right? Yeah, you mean Chris <laughs> Meany. I still, you know what the funny part is? I still work with Chris Meany. I talk to Chris Meany like five days a week <laughs> because we do. I'm sorry. You know, five MLD. Ah. Wait, wait. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Eh? I do five <laughs> shows for baseball week with him and then the, uh, the, the couple for uh, NFL. So. We're, uh, you know, I, I get quality time with him. You and I don't do any shows together anymore because you made, you know, friends with Brad Ziegler, who's, you know, professional athlete, you know, whatever. <laughs> and a giant, that makes him better than me. He's a giant, a giant Chiefs homer. He's a giant Chiefs homer and a giant human being and a good dude. I like, I like Brad. We, uh, we got to do some broadcast together in the spring. So, uh, by the way, anybody out there, if you live in the vicinity to Chris Meany and you need somebody to help move furniture, just ask him. He doesn't oh say no God, to anything. Chris needs to stop moving people. He needs to stop going to stop weddings. Going to weddings. <laughs> yeah. Is, there, is this even going to be a sports podcast or are we just going to talk here and record it? Like, I feel like that's where we're at right now. No, what we're going to do is tick off that 1% who leaves the comments like, I had to wait 10 minutes to get to fantasy football talk. Like the fast forward button doesn't that's work. That's not true. We just talked fantasy football. Derrick Henry was on a bye last week. <laughs> Sucka. <laughs> Uh, hey. And ironically, still outscored a couple running backs. Did <laughs> you start him or Melvin Gordon this week? <laughs> oh my God! Let's get into that. I gotta look. I gotta. I gotta, I gotta see. It's week twelve. So, I gotta turn the page. Here you go. Here you All go. Right. If you are, we'll give you a Thursday night football question. So if you're out there listening to this, uh, by the two things, by the way, to do like the what Derek Van, not actually, who's the one that says it? Michael Beller is the one who says the housekeeping thing. If the housekeeping, if you. Want to check out Joe? Make sure you're following him at Joe Pizza 17. Make sure you're getting the black book of all sports. Make sure you listen to all his goodness and greatness, which he tweets out just like I do. And if you're missing out on The Athletic, it's theathletic.com slash, oh, as I drop my pen, that's not the slash. 
slash all in sports, 30% off Thursday night. If you're listening before Thursday night, there you go. If you're afterwards, you can skip even further ahead. I don't know where though. Sorry. Maybe I'll try to tag the times. So Joe, Thursday night football. I got a lot of, this is going to be simple question and answer for you. If T.Y. Hilton plays, are you playing him? Yeah. If T.Y. Hilton plays, I'm playing him. Sure. I don't know if yeah, at this point in the season, we got so many better options, but <laughs> yeah, of course I'm going to play him out there. These Look, are the questions people have, man. Come on. Yeah, we're serving, we're serving the surfs plebes of the world. Yes. Yes. The plebers. Plebers. Yes. All of those. Um, but yeah, look, you know, Frank Reich is coach of the year. I don't want to hear anybody tell me any different. Don't tell me about Kyle Shanahan or anybody else. Nobody has done more with less and nobody keeps continuously week to week getting kicked in the nuts more than Frank Reich. And that football team keeps going out there and winning games. It's unbelievable. They were two and five last year and they came back and made the playoffs and made a run. And I'll tell you what, I think this is finally the year the Texans don't make the playoffs and finally the year Bill O'Brien gets it because that was a piss poor effort. You can't go into Baltimore and get your ass handed to you like that. And the Texans haven't played well at home this year. I understand that they're missing Marlon Mack in this game on the Colts side, but Williams was able to have 100 yards on the ground. It's very rare you get two guys that have 100 yards on the ground in the same game. They were able to do that. Brissett's played admirably. If you get T.Y. back for this game, you play him because – Anything can happen Thursday. I understand they're on the road. I get it. But yet another thing where you're going to look up and the culture will be like, well, they can't go on the road on a Thursday <laughs> short week and go beat the Texans. Well, guess what? They probably will. And so that's, th- there's, that's a, there's a follow-up question I have for you yeah. for that. So before we do, let's talk the running back situation. Now, if your waivers have run, sorry, if they haven't, it's still relevant. Are you going Jonathan Williams or are you going Jordan Wilkins if Jordan Wilkins is back? I, you know... What? I thought Williams. I don't good. know. That's why I asked. I, I thought Williams was good. I don't know what you thought of it. But then again, like I said, when two guys are running for 100 yards, everybody looks good. So I don't think all that much of the Texans defensively. No J.J. Watt. No more Jadavion Clowney. So the pass rush is non-existent. So I'm not too worried. And considering like the Texans basically got ran all over last week by Lamar Jackson and company, I think you could probably grab both of them. I would do that whole thing where you put in the big claim for Williams because he was the guy that just did it. And if you miss out, like you put that contingency bid for a buck or two on, on Wilkins. And I think that's, that's how you play it. Forget Hines. I just don't think Hines is going to be a thing. I just, don't. I know he had a touchdown. I'm just not buying. It. I don't know. I actually do. Here's why I, I looked at Houston. No, Houston past three games. Mm-hmm. Jalen Richard, a 20 yard reception. Mark Ingram last week was like 40 yard. Like they've been giving up big plays to pass catching running backs. I know Mark Ingram is fringy, but. I'm trying to think who's the other game sandwiched in, be- in between there. It was the Raiders, it was the Ravens, oh, Jaguars. And who was in that one? Let me go back to this. Raquel Armstead, five for 65 receiving. So oh, they've been getting up. Re- All right, yeah, so maybe so- you throw another buck on, on Hines, too. I mean, I don't, I don't feel great about starting him. But So here's before we get to the Houston side of it. So your strategy in fantasy football, period, when it comes to Thursday night football. Does the Thursday night football situation, and this is a kind of a narrative people create, and it's the, you know how it is, it's results oriented. It's like the revenge game. It's like the contract year. People don't remember when it's not true. They only remember when it is true. So people, despite we having some really big Thursday night football games, only remember the bad and only focus on the bad and say, oh, Thursday night football. We've got a couple good ones this year, the Rams. Exactly. So that's why I bring up the question of, if you have a tie break, obviously you're not benching T.Y. Hilton for D.D. Westbrook. But 
if you have something that's close, five five spots in the rankings, a tough call to make, will you shy away from Thursday night football because it's Thursday night football? Or do you prefer the side of now I see where I'm at at a position and now that made another decision for me where I go more boom or bust or safer? I talked about that on the radio show today, actually, with this whole there you go. With Williams. So this is why we are friends, because I said, if you have Williams, start him at RB2. Don't start him at your flex spot, even though you might think of him as a flex spot. Oh, please guy. don't do that. Because what you want to make sure is you want to understand if he goes off, you go, great. Maybe then you throw Cole Beasley with the high floor uh, on, in your flex. And if he doesn't, he's not any good. You go, oh, maybe I got to find a little more, you know, boom for my buck there. And you got to find a wide receiver who has more touchdown upside, maybe a little riskier like a, a Miko Hardman guy or somebody like that. But I think that's exactly the logic I would take. With T.Y., it's hard because he is a proven entity. So if he's the only reason not to start him is not because of Thursday night football. The only reason not to start him is if you're concerned, he's not healthy. Now, if you read the reports and he's healthy enough to play and he's not a game time to game time decision, guys, to me, you might as well be out. How many times have we seen a guy be a game time decision, go in and great things happen? You know, <laughs> it's like, it's always a game time decision. Oh, okay. Well, awesome. He's in great. I'm putting him in. No, he's a game time decision. That means he can barely get to the workout to play before the game. Unless you're Matt Breida. Anytime Matt Breida's, if Matt Breida's game time decision, you fire him up as RB1, and I mean RB1 overall. <laughs> that, that might be a fair point, but that's one guy. <laughs> it's just Matt Breida. That's it. So I don't know, man. I, I can't, you know, I, I just, people overrate these things. They think they overthink these things. T.Y. Hilton's healthy enough to play, and he's not a game time decision. You fire him up there. And I think Brissett's done you know, a really good job this year. You know, what a tough spot that kid's been put in. And the defense has played pretty well most of the year. Even with Darius Leonard being out those couple games, they didn't cry and whine. They came back when he came back and, and showed up again. And the, it, this is a team that's built on a good linebacking core and a good offensive line. And you know what's funny? Those things win football games. They absolutely do. And on the flip side, Houston Texans don't have a good offensive line. Ooh. And speaking of game time Six decisions. for Deshaun again. All of a sudden, yeah. back again. They get sacked all over the place. Game time decision, Will Fuller. So does he even touch your lineup? People know uh, how I feel about Will Fuller. Will Fuller, for Pat Mayo out there, friends, or for, you know, friend of the show, friend of ours, and for people that listen to Pat Mayo and he has worst place, Will Fuller would be in worst place for me. And I hate him because <laughs> it's – here's what I go back to, and people know this, and this is the same thing I've said, Joe, is you remember Will Fuller's huge game? Everybody took victory laps on that. Oh, Not yeah. mentioning the fact that – the week before that, he was in a great situation. The week before that, he, he was. was in a great situation. It's just, oh, the fourth week where we finally said, yeah, try Will Fuller and it hits. Oh, this is why you love Will no, Fuller. You know what's funny? This question, it, Will Fuller's the kind of guy, now you can't do this because they're both playing each other on Thursday, but Will Fuller's the kind of guy that if I had picked up Williams and he was bad, that's the kind of guy I would throw in the flex and go, well, maybe I'll get the Will Fuller. Now game. you just got to shoot for it. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's what, though, ironically, though, they're playing against each other. And that's, <laughs> right. That's where it becomes an S show. So you can't, you can't do that. All right. So here's one. I will give you one who falls into that category, at least in my opinion, because there's going to be parts of this team I want to bring up as well. So Alshon Jeffrey, is he now in that? situation given how banged up he is if he happens to be out there against seattle is he now in a will fuller conversation where well gonna throw him out there for the upside but i understand the floor is like a two is there a team that needs to draft an elite wide receiver more than the eagles i mean <sighs> god they really do and they look they, they, they are a couple of them in this draft coming up so that's a good thing but a yeah lot. i have i have no what's that 
I said there's a lot. Like, yeah, there's a lot. Like, so I mean, they, there's there's a well, I mean, there's there's a there's an elite tier. I definitely think, and then there's okay, other guys but, you can make a conversation about. But but when you how many you have any? Would you say like th- three, four, five in the elite tier? I think for yeah, having think that many in elite tier. That's that's a lot in my opinion. It is. It is. And and Philadelphia needs to take one of them because they can't or keep two. going down this route <laughs> or or all four. They can't keep going down this route. Poor Carson Wentz. I mean, they tried Deshaun Jackson, you know, that experiment has not worked. Obviously, he's toast. Alshon Jeffrey has always been hurt. He's always been this guy. He has had some moments, but he's not that guy. And I don't want them to go down this road with like an AJ Green in the offseason. That's another guy who's been hurt enough already. Go get a young guy. And put him there with Carson Wentz, and I guarantee you Wentz will look really like a QB1 again if you, if you give him that. Uh, going back to Jeffrey, though, I don't feel great about him. No, he's not healthy. He's a guy that always struggles to be healthy. Um, in, if you're desperate, I understand it. I know the team's on by this week. You're missing guys like Kirk and Fitzgerald. You're missing um, all the Chiefs guys. Oh, excuse me. I said Miko Hardman earlier. He's on a bye. Somebody hard retweet me. Uh, but that kind of guy I was making. Then you can get offended by it. Yeah, I'm already offended. Just the thought of it. I'm offended. <laughs> but you got to realize if you've got a combination of, let's say you are a Keenan Allen owner and a Christian Kirk owner and you have Jeffrey, you got to play Jeffrey. You, know, you might be in a bad spot with buys that you have to, but I would certainly be looking elsewhere. I would like, I'll tell you what, I like Tyler Boyd more than him. And I know he was quiet last week, but he came out chirping. And whenever guys mm. come out chirping, what always happens next week, they get 10 targets. So. It doesn't work that much if when you're facing the Steelers and your quarterback is Ryan Finley, though. You know what, though? Steelers defense has played much better, but I think they're going to try to force him the ball. And I think the one spot where you do like him is where Boy plays in the slot. If he's going to play in the slot, I like him this mm, week. We'll see. Because you want to keep him so away from Tyler Boyd or, over Alshon Jeffrey is what you're saying if Jeffrey's out there? Yeah, I am saying that. I'll take the healthy Tyler Boyd chirping saying, throw me the ball more I'll over Alshon Jeffrey. Uh, I'll take Calvin Harmon. <laughs> <laughs> I want nothing to do with that. I'm not going that far. All right. So Carson Wentz as a sidebar, that's where I wanted to go with him. Okay. Like, so for a couple of weeks, I was saying, buy low, look at the schedule, buy low, look at the schedule starting even this week, buy low, look at the schedule. No Lane Johnson. We don't know Alshon Jeffrey yeah. as of today, a banged up Alshon Jeffrey. Even if he's out there, teams have shown that they're, you know what, we're going to say, take away Zach Ertz, try to beat us with the rest because the rest is blah, blah. And so is it a point now where can you, I know it's all relative and I'm about to ask a Twitter question, but can you drop Carson Wentz? Is it, is, can you find a way where you feel good about starting in the rest of the way? Seahawks, Dolphins, Giants, Redskins, Cowboys. That's why you were excited for him. But even with that schedule, like, does he get into the QB one discussion? Well, the problem is the weapons. I think that's what it all comes down to. It's like, he's good. He, I watched that Patriot Eagles game this weekend and, and why? Well, can't, well because I'm a Patriots <laughs> fan, it was on TV, but still all I kept thinking was, man, I wish Carson Wentz had somebody else to throw the ball to. <laughs> like, it just feel like, like there's Zach Ertz and he's there and Goddard there. And that's great. The they only two that did anything. Yeah. They still don't run the football. Well, they, you mentioned another, Lord of the offensive line again. I mean, that it's not good. So, I mean, right off the top of my head, I know six, seven quarterbacks I can rattle off that I like more than him. Probably would get to Rodgers. That's eight. I mean, he is a fringe QB one right now. So here's one. What you ready? Uh huh. Is he toast? Tom Brady versus Carson Wentz. 
<sighs> this is tough. Brady is th- is on pace to actually throw the ball more this year than any other season. I don't know if you know that. That's a funny little stat. No, but he's on pace for the same yards as last year, but fewer touchdowns. Right. Oh, yeah. It ain't pretty. They struggle. Talk about mightily. weapons. They've yeah. been trying to piecemeal that receiving core all year right. long. Well, I wish Antonio Brown was still there as a Patriots fan. I, don't <laughs> I know. think he does too. Didn't you see his apology? <laughs> I did. What do you think that means? <laughs> Apologizing to Mr. Kraft. He's like, come on, Mr. No. Kraft. I know no, no. you like to win. <laughs> come on. You know what this is? Don't you want the story know- to have a happy ending? Come that on. Tweet, that tweet was the 12-year-old gets punished, detention, yeah. sus- you know, all is like, stop, like on and on and on. You're not going out this weekend. You're grounded, blah, blah. And finally apologizes to the parents yeah that's and look and the and that's the good version of him and then the bad version of him you know 12 hours from now we'll tweet something else insane but look <laughs> you know you don't have to be a rocket scientist to figure out that tom brady's not happy with what's going on there and the patriots know that they're winning games on defense and the offense is struggling now they do get isaiah win back this week which is a huge huge win no pun intended for that offensive line but i'm so but i'm bummed dad joke central but at the same time as much as you like that you have to look they struggle in the red zone they don't have gronk anymore for that role and it's really become apparent that they that you you and i both know when we saw that one game with antonio brown and tom brady are you telling me that those two guys aren't going to run roughshod over everybody else of course they are Uh, everybody can say what they want antonio brown is a lunatic yes but in terms of football iq as a wide receiver I don't know if it gets too much better right now in the NFL than Antonio Brown. Can you at least agree on that, even though he's nuts? Oh, I, I, I'm definitely with you there. Right. Look, Chris, Chris Meany asked me on our show, he said, who's the best How team in the AFC? dare he ask you a question? It's your show. <laughs> he said, who's the best team in the AFC? I didn't even hesitate. He said Patriots. Like, I, I am one of the biggest. I, honestly, I'll say I am the biggest outside of Emory Hunt that I know from day one. Till now, still in it. The bandwagon's full. It's fallen over on the side of the road because it's there's too many people on it at this point. Biggest fan of Lamar Jackson. Yeah, I'm still too. taking you Tom Brady. I'm taking Tom Brady. I'm taking the Patriots. I'm taking Bill Belichick. And if I start, you notice who I started with. I'm taking Tom Brady. They're still the best team in the AFC until proven otherwise. Well, here's a question: If it's in, if this game when they play each other again is in Baltimore, that might change my tune. Tom but Brady. If this, if this game is in January. If this, well, I mean, Harbaugh's that one guy that's beaten Belichick a couple times. So let's I'm not forget taking, that. I'm still taking Tom hey, Brady versus hey, Lamar Jackson. I will too, because the more you show Bill Belichick what you're going to do, the more he goes into Brother. the cave and comes out. <laughs> what you're going to do? <laughs> <laughs> he comes out and he, and he shows you why he's Bill Belichick. But look, the defense has been amazing for the Patriots. No doubt about that. The offense has struggled. So new's been good. But, I mean, the fact that we've seen guys come into that offense and struggle mightily, and we see Antonio Brown show up and look like absolute Pro Bowl Antonio Brown in one week of, like, three days of practice, I mean, that's kind of – that's unbelievable. And I know it was against the Dolphins, but I don't care. That is still an <laughs> unbelievable thing to watch. And who knows? Uh, all I know is that nothing shocks me anymore. So if Antonio Brown somehow ends up back with the Patriots because they're paying him anyway, and they're like, ugh, look, whatever. <laughs> you know, would it shock you? It wouldn't shock me. No, I mean, they went shot. Antonio Brown is holding up that. Could you imagine that? <laughs> There's Roger Goodell, and he's got he's to go over there and make the presentation. And lined up in a row is Robert Kraft, Bill Belichick, Tom Brady, and Antonio Brown. That has got to be something that keeps Roger Goodell up at night. Like, that has got to be, like, just the ceremony from hell for him. <laughs> I could definitely say that. Can we, I'm going to backtrack real quick. You, you want to grade 
a dad joke for me? Sure. Yeah. So I'm, I'm the guy to do it. I, I also want so I want that, and then I'm going to tell you what I said about this girl. All right. So this is what. I, no, <laughs> oh my god. Okay. No, no, hold on. Hold on. No, this, this is what girl. I said. This is what. No. So here's the setup. So talking to this girl. And she said, I'm just ready to be home after a long day of sofa shopping. It's been crazy, blah, blah. Like just, it's, I'm slimming it down. Coincidentally, I've been looking for a new sofa because I have a lazy boy type chair and Barkley is getting to the point now where she's kind of a little bit too big to sit in my lap. She can sit with me, but in my lap's a little much. So I've been looking for a sofa that reclines. Anyway, all that being said, my response was this, Joe. I said, that's funny because I was looking for a sofa too. Maybe one day our sofas can get together in a relationship and create little baby sofas, love seats, if you will. Yeah, that's a good joke. Uh, you, you went, you, you had the joke, you went too many words. I, I think what you said is, you should have said is, I'm looking for a sofa too. Maybe someday we could share a love seat. See, that's, that's I'm Italian, so I'm a little smoother than you. And that's, no, see, that, I don't, that I don't want to say I want to share a love words. seat. I wanted the, I wanted the sofas to create the love seat. Like, see, they're yeah, love, but you had too many. It was baby. Too, they're it baby was good. love seats. It was a, it was a, a B, B minus. I'll take it the B minus. Here's what I said. No, no, but that, this is what I said too, about the girl. Too, too much verbiage in there. No, but here's what I said about the girl, though, Joe. Uh -huh. She didn't immediately laugh at all, and I said, "We can't even be friends, let alone date." <laughs> like, if you don't, <laughs> like, we're definitely not That's simpatico. It, we're over. I don't know, yes. man. Did, did, is that true? You guys are not dating now because of that joke? Oh, we never even went on a date the first time. Ah, yeah. So just like a talking. Are you on like the Christian mingle now? What are you doing? No, 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 no. But that was <laughs> evident. That was uh, evident of like a personality difference right there. Like I agree. I If you make a corny joke and the person doesn't laugh, you could tell already that. They're not going to stop. If anybody's listening right. to me, you know, this you know me. <laughs> it's not going to stop at this point. No. I mean, in the middle of you talking, I said, brother, and you appreciated it. Like, well, not only did I appreciate it, I understood it and then and then made a reference to it. But right. I, I, you and I, unfortunately, are not going to pair up in that way. We're not going to have a love seat together. If I <laughs> if we could, I would. I just it's not my thing. It's it's I, I I'm not that know, there's anything wrong with it. There's anything wrong with it. No, of course not. But I mean, you know, it, life might be easier. You know, but at the same time, hey, you know, you, you got to stay true to what you are. And if and I'll tell you what, if you're gay, if you're straight, no matter what it is, if someone doesn't laugh at your jokes, they're never going to. They're <laughs> never going to grow a sense of humor and you're just going to be more and more miserable. And you have to understand that. And this goes for all relationships. So that's that's just the way it is. <laughs> I appreciate that. There we go. All right. We're, we're fixing the world's problems on this show. We are. And uh, let's say we're trying to fix your running back problems, too. Hey, look at that. You didn't think I could pull a segue out of that one, did you? But I can. You can know you're the Sultan of Segway. <laughs> the Sultan of Segway. All right. So for your, uh, what do we call them? I forget now. The plebers. Plebers. Your plebers out there trying to decide. Chasing running backs this time of year. It was the Brian Hill. Everybody went bananas over him and disappointment galore. Now, we already talked about Jonathan Williams, but the bigger one is probably Bo Scarborough, who I'm assuming you have a similar opinion to me that lesser Derrick Henry, especially for his size. This is a Patricia backfield. Everybody has a role. And guess what? His role is the 14 to 17 carries, I would say, in that range and the goal line option. So do you feel, let's put it this way. Today, knowing what we just saw from Brian Hill, try to take that out of your mind, Joe. Let's say the Brian Hill thing happened this week. Would you feel better about Scarborough or Brian Hill? 
That's a good question. Um, I'll tell you what, I'm re- it's really hard for me to separate because I'm really mad about that Brian Hill tweet <laughs> because I really am. I'm like, F you, buddy. Oh, yeah. You didn't need to say that. Nobody well, was coming at I mean, I'm actually, I'm not positive. I'm sure there were some people tweeting at him, but like you didn't need to. Nobody was asking you to get thrown. Well, even if they did, you're still Brian Hill. Like, what what was your ownership percentage last week? Even if you're the highest guy on waivers, what were you, like 35%? Actually, you know what? That's a good point, Joe. You should hard retweet that and be like, bruh, you weren't even 35% owned, bruh. 35? I don't know. He wasn't even like probably 3.5%. You are relevant to the football world because of fantasy. How about that, Brian Hill? I, I agree. So it's hard for me to separate myself. But all you're going to ask me now is if we have to move forward, you and I have to move on. Uh, the Redskins have quit. We all know that. So looking at Scarborough. And <laughs> I don't know if they've quit. Or they've quit. They just legitimately cannot line, compete. <laughs> looking at Dwayne Haskins when he's asking, what do I got to do? What do I got to do? It was like Richard Gere, an officer and gentleman. I got no place else to go. And he was just like crying and moaning about it. And the offensive line just staring at him like, dude, Did you just stop. call it like, officer and a gentleman on my show? I did. I did. <laughs> I'm full service. But. Look, Devontae Freeman reports so far from what I read today were actually positive. So I think Scarborough has a chance here to really do something against the Redskins. I really do. I would I would go that route. If I had to if I had to pick one this week, I'm gonna live in the now, pretend that tweet didn't happen. I'm gonna try to put that in my mind and say Freeman will be back. And how about that? As a side note, holy crap, they took the play calling on defense away from Dan Quinn, and now they've given up eight, eight quarters. They haven't given up an offensive touchdown, they've given up a total of 12 points. What the hell did I miss? They stopped CMC, Michael Thomas, Drew Brees, Alvin Kamara. <laughs> no, so this is what I, it's, it's so funny you said this, Joe, because I pulled the numbers we were talking about on our show as well. I said, how, first of all, Dan Quinn is a defensive coordinator. It, like This was supposed to be your skill, buddy. Actually, it was your skill back in the day. So I, I pulled up the numbers. The last two games, what you're talking about, 11 sacks, 13 tackles for a loss, 21 quarterback hurries. The team didn't change. I, I, I don't know. I, something changed because all of a sudden. Yeah, Dan Quinn. Maybe right. Dan Quinn yeah. too much on his plate like Freddie Kitchens. That, you know, some may just alleviate right. some Sometimes some you it. can't play, call plays effectively. And look, I don't know if we should applaud Dan Quinn for passing it off or we should, um, you know, give him even more reason to get fired because he was been. mismanagement. Right. Yeah. Like, well, like, I don't know what you should do. Like, I oh, give I'm the guy with the credit. mismanagement. Dan Quinn should have been fired like week five this I year. I like Dan Quinn. I do. I, I like. I always liked that. I liked him back in the Seahawks days. I think he's a solid dude. You like him because of 28 to three. No, I mean, that's I, exactly I why you like him. <laughs> but that wasn't his call. That was the OC call there. Uh, you still, you tell me he had no control over what happened. I'm telling you, he did not. You could, you go back and I look, you know, that I've watched the making of the super, Bowl you know, that I know that, like, you know, <laughs> you know, that I know that, you know, that I've watched that many times and you could even see on the sideline. He is not, he's just looking out there. He's not making the other guys calling the play. It was, it was, it was a Shanahan, right? It was OC then. It was. Yeah. So I there's just, Shanahan. Just kind of thinking boy, like he, boy you wonder, know, boy wonder calling, them. calling the plays. He could have, but he didn't. And Pete Carroll could have trumped his OC, too. I mean, I feel like Dan Quinn is getting hosed year after year. And then finally this year, a lot of things bit him in the ass, a lot of injuries and stuff like that. So I had expectations for them. But look, you look at the rest of their schedule, they got the Bucks twice, right? They've got yeah. a couple other very winnable games on here. The hardest game they have is the 49ers. They got the Saints again, but they have five of the last, uh, four of the last next six games at home. So uh, there's a lot. <laughs> the Falcons are not going to be 500. But if they get the seven wins, it would not shock me here at the end. I know they have three now, but if they got the seven, it would not shock me. 
<laughs> it wouldn't shock me either. And the fans have to be frustrated because it's like, hey, just look, we, we're taking it on the chin. We understand. But like, let's lose so we can get some draft picks and rebuild. And this is the proof again. Tanking doesn't exist. The Dolphins have proven it. Tanking doesn't exist. Here's a question for you, Joe. How confident do you feel out of a 10 if Jameis Winston's your quarterback for the rest of the season? Be my quarterback as the Bucs or as a fantasy owner? <laughs> fantasy owner. Bucs is a completely uh, different Why story. is he my quarterback, first of all? What did, I, what did I do? What did I do wrong? Is it single quarterback league? We're talking super flex, obviously, right? No, we're talking single quarterback. Oh, my God. Here, you know what? I'll answer the question because you're struggling with it. I'm a nine out of ten. If you can have five turnovers and still score double digit points, I guess. I guess. I mean, I guess that's where we're at. Although they play the Falcons defense this week, Jake. That is don't true. Up any touchdowns to anyone? Telling that you. All of a sudden, four picks. Uh, Kyle Allen last week. How many? How many <laughs> Falcons, Jaguars, Colts, Lions, Texans to figure finish it out. I'm okay with it. Like, I think people, what are you going to turn to? All right, so here's my, I'll, I'll spin it a different way for you then because this is the one that everybody's panicking about. Josh Allen and uh, John Gordon, the schedule for the Bills is the worst you could possibly find for a fantasy owner the rest of the way, especially because. Wait, hold on. Josh, Josh Allen and who? And John Brown, did you mean? John Brown, yeah. Yeah, you said John Gordon, so I don't know if that was like. Maybe you meant you thought Josh and you said you did. Oh, you that, go back that's, and listen to it. that's the love seat version of Josh Brown. Or John, I can't remember John Gordon. Gordon. Maybe it's John Gordon. (laughs) They had love seats. What about Commissioner Gordon? Is he also in this? Is it like a throuple? Yeah, they had Josh. They had John Gordons, Josh Browns, whatever. I know know you go to church, but you know what a throuple is? I don't know if you know. No, I don't. It's uh, It's a three-person couple. Okay, it's called a throuple now. That's what people, you know. (laughs) What's a four-person like a quartuple? It's a throuple, I guess. (laughs) <laughs> or a quapple, I guess. That sounds terrible. I'm pretty sure that's what they play with the, the in Quidditch. I think one of the balls is called a quapple. Pretty sure. Okay. <laughs> so is a nine person one a nipple? <laughs> no, it's a non-pole, I believe. A non-pole? Yeah, a, a non- <laughs> Nobody non-pole. gets anything? No, well, seriously, that's too many people. It's, nobody's getting anything there. It's too I don't even know. It's J- Josh Allen... <laughs> And John Brown, yeah. Broncos, Cowboys, Ravens, at Steelers, at Patriots to finish it out. Josh Allen or Jameis Winston the rest of the way? Josh Allen. With- Josh no. Allen. Yes, he's become Cam Newton. Have you not realized this? Look at the rushing touchdowns. He throws good deep ball. He is still inaccurate. Runs, scores rushing touchdowns. He is the new Cam Newton, and I love it because he's far less obnoxious than Cam Newton. No, so- and Jameis Winston is Ryan Fitzpatrick, except he's even better. That's, that's a good analogy, too. I, him to he, Ryan he doesn't care. He's like a backup quarterback. He doesn't care. He's like, I'm just going to keep doing what no, I'm doing. No, he doesn't. Well, you know, I was speculating on the radio show today about uh, him and, like, where he's going to be next year. I have two landing spots that I think are really interesting. Because I think that the – For Jameis? Yeah. Uh-huh. I feel like the Steelers look at, at Mason Rudolph and like, well, this isn't going to happen. <laughs> like, we can't go with that. We can't have him be the second quarterback again next year. I wonder if Tomlin would take a shot on him as a reclamation project or would Denver take a shot on him because that situation just continues to spin its wheels. And I just, well, I mean, that one makes more sense play, because they keep missing know. on quarterbacks. So. Well, they <laughs> do. I mean, why not just miss on a guy you already know sucks and just, just go with him instead. At least it'll be entertaining. Be great for Cortland Sutton value, who I love. Well, I was about to say, the maybe they'll get Deshaun Hamilton at the doghouse because apparently yeah, he needs you gotta more. Let that go. You gotta let that go. No. I don't need to let it go because that's the dumbest burial of a player. This is like Adam Gaze type of level. It's bad. You're right. You're right. He finished the season great last year. 
but it ain't happening right now with this offense. It ain't happening. Yeah, so. he has one bad game, and like, well, that's not even a bad what's game. It, what's it like for you, by the way, to have Christian McCaffrey in our league and be getting pummeled? How does that even work? How can you? I'm have okay Christian because McCaffrey? I'm gonna get the I'm gonna get the six seed on points, so I'm okay. That's the that's the. Not, if I wait, lose to you in the playoffs on, after going nine on, and Joe. one or whatever I am in that league, I am going hold. to come to your house and I'm going to beat the ever loving crap out of you. I'm, I'm actually good gonna... with that because you've never visited me in Virginia. If I've, I've, I've visited, you've you. never invited me. Yeah, so here you go. That you left part of it out. I have okay. Christian McCaffrey and Lamar Jackson. I am. It's like every oh, yeah. single week I oh, have yeah. to face yeah. the flipping yeah. Chiefs in this damn league. <laughs> Yeah, well, you have the two of them. You have Aaron Rodgers in that huge game. You had I, I faced you when you had Aaron Rodgers have that like ridiculous game, and I do still you know beat I should you have beat you. Uh huh. Yeah, you didn't, but you didn't you set know your why? lineup right. Yeah, because you, you know were too why? important. You were traveling because you're so famous. I was. I was at Notre Dame and I had Latavius Murray in the lineup during the bye, and the it didn't matter what. Yeah, back it's hard for guys to. It's hard, <laughs> and that's how you learn the lesson about it's hard for guys to score in a bye. See, we've come full circle <laughs> on the show. See what we've done there? This is why we're gold, Jerry. We're gold. Oh, yeah, I've actually scored more fantasy points even with that than you have. Is there an easier hour of two people, quote unquote, working than when you and I do this? I don't know if there is. No, everything it's, just flows. It's, it's kind of funny. I mean, we don't do show sheets. We just. I legitimately didn't, for everybody out there, I didn't send Joe one because I knew we could do this show without even having to have show one. Sheets. And I had like Shaw. names in the back of my mind where I'm just like, I'll probably ask about these guys. Yeah, we'll talk about this and that. It's not like we don't what do this the comparison, every hour by the way. every day. Yeah. You've had an average of 99 points scored against you. I've had an average of 132.7. <laughs> yeah, well, that's a lot. All I know is that belt's <laughs> going to look real good on me. After last year, I had to I had to watch my season from afar because I had Le'Veon Bell last year. So my season Just, was over before it started, so I couldn't come back from that. And And let's also be honest. In this draft, I took Hopkins 1, Mahomes 2, Luck 3. And I was like, I'm winning this league no matter what. And then luck retired a week later. And I was like, mother effer, man. I can't believe this happened to me again in this league. First, I get a guy who won't play. And then I got a guy who's never going to play again. How does that even work? Oh, and the trade I should have taken from you actually worked out that you didn't because Jacoby Brissett got hurt and he really hasn't been that great since. That's right. I'm, I'm, hey, I pieced it together with Brandon Allen the last couple of weeks as my other quarterback. So there you go. Oh, my God. I'm just looking at my team right now. It's it's in shambles this week. I got Jen has the people. best team in that league, though. I'm sorry. In I my just, opinion, Jen has the best team in that league. You look at that roster, you're almost like, how did she? How did she put that roster together? So this is actually, I'm going to spin this into people that are listening. So okay. one of the things that you know my frustration, my only frustration with the flex leagues, because it's the frustration with every expert's league, quote unquote. And I put that in quote for everybody, for you, uh, you, you plebeurfs out there. I'm not trying to say we're better than you. It just... The, I actually would rather play with the experienced people out there who believe they're as good as us. And I, I'm not saying you, you're wrong to believe that. I'm saying for the people that are like that kind of level, that high, you know, multiple leagues playing in the NFBCs, I'd rather play in leagues like that because I want to get trades done. I hate these leagues because nobody ever trades. I'm sitting on 7,000 running backs in one of the league. I legitimately need running backs. You back and I trade every year in these kind of leagues. We're the only ones. That's, it's so right. annoying. It is annoying. Although, no, Modica will trade. I made a trade with Modica this year. I mean, uh, you're right. Medica, Matt Medica, friend of the show, actually uh, part-time. He actually won that deal. You actually won that deal. And I'm annoyed about it because it was for Andy Dalton. And Andy Dalton got bent. Everything I touched turns to crap. And I'm still like nine and one. And actually, no, I think I had my second loss this week to Ronis. I lost by a couple points. But the only other loss I have was to freaking Elliot by less than a point. Less than a point he beat me by. And that all came down to that game where it was uh, 
It was the Jets versus Patriots game. And I had the Patriots defense. He had James White. And James White almost had a touchdown. If you remember, he got knocked out for yep. the end zone. That's like, I was like, oh, my God, I'm going to win. I'm going to win. And I lost by less than a point. It was like some kind of weird, stupid flex percentage thing I lost by. Flex percentage thing. All right, so <laughs> then I'll get you out of here with this because it's the right. trade stuff. So this is something I brought up, and I want to get your opinion. You can obviously give your thoughts on this and then your general thought process when it comes to trades in general because I know it's something you talk about a lot too. Something I was preaching out there, and for people, uh, every single week in my rankings, Joe, I have a buy low and a sell high. And for three straight weeks, I had sell high on the bills. And people were like, no, I want to wait for this game. No, I want to wait for this game. No, I want to. And last week, see, this is why you shouldn't have sold high on Josh Allen. I said, no, this is why, because you know what everybody knows right now this week? is you're trying to sell high because they see the schedule. Now everybody knows you missed your best window because the value went down despite having an enormous game from both of them. You missed your peak value. And that's why I say if you can get the peak value one week before everybody knows what you know, that's when you buy, or even on the converse converse side, the sneakers, uh, on the flip side. <laughs> even on the kid side of things, when you're looking yeah, at the, so on the kids, rights. Yeah. The British knights side of things. Oh, <laughs> wow. British knights. It's the same wow. as like a buy low situation. So your thoughts on that and then your thoughts in trading in general to help people out. Uh, look, you know, I, I always do a whole chapter in the Black Book about trading right. and about exactly. the reason why people fail at trading is because they look at it as how can I take every good player off of that team and give them all of my bad <laughs> players? <laughs> that is not what trading is about. What trading is about is looking realistically at your needs and the needs of another team and seeing if you can match up and, and look forward. And yes, you do want to make sure you're winning, but you don't want to, what you want to do is create a trade partner in leagues. When things go wrong, you have injuries, you have someone that you can try to make deals with. So you want to give them things of relevance that will help them. And, and, and make your best judgment on what you think is, is what and how it's going to work out. And the problem is if you have to write an essay explaining why it's a good deal for the other person, if you have to, you know, you know, basically do a chart and a graph as to why it's a good deal for the person, it's not a good deal for the person. So take a 30 seconds, put yourself in the other person's shoes. And then I'll, I can't tell you how many times I have trade offers I put together and I realize, you know what? None of this helps this other person. And I'm not even going to float it out there because it's not worth sending because they're yeah. going to say no. And that happens to me a ton where I've gotten good enough to go, nope, that's not useful. That's not going to help that person. I just don't match up. I'm going to, you know, screw it. Can't make it happen. So that's it. I mean, that that's to me. And I wish there was more trading. Baseball is always easier to trade with than football because it's such a long season. There's so many more ebbs and flows. And you can trade for legitimate needs, like specific. Yeah, you can. You know, with football, it's very difficult. Football is very much eye of the beholder. And you could look at a schedule and go, oh, this is going to be a great couple weeks for X team, Y team. And then all of a sudden, like the Seahawks defense starts playing out of its mind, right? You know, I mean, people didn't really see that coming, but they got Minka Fitzpatrick and all of a sudden they became a very good defense again. So terrific. Yeah. But did you see that coming? I didn't see that coming. I we'll get Marcus saw Peters. A, how good no. has the Ravens been? How good have the Ravens been since Marcus Peters showed up there? Yeah, I saw an improvement for the Steelers, and I admittedly did not see it being this good. Like, to go back to Lamar Jackson. I had Lamar Jackson like sixth. I saw, did I see him being the number one, number two quarterback? No, no. like you, a lot of times you, know, you see things and guys, it still can be better. There were two quarterbacks in the black book I talked, I, I went on and on about, and the two were Josh Allen and Lamar Jackson. And at the time, people forget. People like Josh Allen a lot more than Lamar Jackson coming into the season, to which did. I kept saying they're basically the same guy 
stop it. <laughs> like, don't tell me that Josh Allen has, it can make all these strides as a passer, but Lamar Jackson can't. That's idiotic. Don't think that. They need to surround him with some better weapons. They had a good draft. Andrews obviously came along and developed very well. And all of a sudden, boom, there he is. So this notion that he should have gone so much further than all the other guys in that draft was just laughable. It was laughable at the time. It was laughable on Black Book Podcast. We talked about it. And, you know, it's, it's like, oh, yeah, this is hindsight. No, it's not hindsight. That during coverage before the draft, we, I on the Black Book, me, Scott Bogman, talked about over and over again, I don't know why Lamar Jackson isn't being considered as like the third or fourth overall pick. Go ahead. What's so funny? Oh, I was laughing at your like, boom, it all happened because you made me think of that freaking Alexa commercial that I hate with the girl. And she's like, call that. Oh, no, I burned a duck. And he's like, what do you have in the cabinet? Oh, yeah. And yeah. He's like, I have some garlic. He's like, have chop some- it up. Pasta, boom, done. Like, seriously? <laughs> like... Like yeah. it, there's a few more steps in making freaking dinner. I hate that commercial so much. It's like, yeah. what do you do? Chop some garlic. There you yeah. go. Boom. And dinner's he, done. You know what pisses me off as a father of two daughters? He then asks her after he saves her basically with, with the three-step pasta dish. <laughs> that, oh, she drops the phone on him. Basically. Yeah. He's like, what's his name? And she's like, bye dad. God, you're such an embarrassment to me. Thanks for saving my butt. Now no, you're an embarrassment. You're missing the biggest one. That's so those are number two, number two and number three on my list. I agree with you 100%. You know what the number one is? What? Next time you see the commercial, look at the time. The dude's three minutes late to a date. Mm. Unacceptable. Well, ca- casually late. Maybe no, he was no, shopping. no, no, no. <laughs> 10 minutes early is early. Five minutes is early is on time and well, on time is be, late. You, that I agree with. But on a date, maybe if he's going to her house for the first time, you don't want to be like early because no, you'd be spot on ring. seven o'clock. Ring the doorbell. Oh my gosh, she's not going to be like, oh look, it's seven on the dot. What a douche! No, like don't show up three minutes late. You told me seven o'clock. If you don't want to do early, that's fine on the date. Don't show up three minutes late. Notice this. That that's even more terrifying. <laughs> well, You're no, like- I didn't notice it because of the three minutes. I noticed it because of what you said. Because when he says what's his name, I was looking at the thing to see what the guy's uh, name was. Do you You're like you- one step away from a serial killer if you notice. Do this you know thing. what the guy's name is? <clears throat> No, it's Sam. Look, it's on the commercial. Oh, it is. Oh, why is it a dinner with Sam? Is that what it says or something? Yeah. No. So why did you just say it? Just say Sam. Bye, dad. I'll talk to you later. Because that was too much. You're the best. Hey, after dinner, only being chop up some garlic and you have dinner. It's too much effort. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. By the way, good luck with that. Everyone reeks of garlic and then, you know, you know, but I guess there's enough wine to cover. What do you have in the cabinet? Uh, I have some Mm. salt. Boom. Throw it in a dish. Oh, you got salmon croulettes or whatever. (laughs) I've got some fluff. (laughs) I got some fluff and vinegar. Good. Put it in there with some pasta. It'll be fine. (laughs) Joe. Yes. Pimp yourself. (laughs) Joe PZB is 17. On the Twitter machine, you can go check me out on uh, Black Book Podcast uh, over on iTunes and uh, Stitcher and everywhere you can listen to the podcast. You can check me out on TV on Zumo every Sunday doing DFS Today uh, and also doing the Line Star DFS podcast with Chris Meany and uh, the Wagering Show with Mike Randall. I think that's enough. I'm tired. I want to go to bed. All right. We'll go to bed, get some rest. Thank you. And this is the sick game. This is the Michael Jordan sick game for Joe Pizzapia powering nah, through. I'm all right. I, just like, yeah. I got a little sore throat, so I feel like something's coming on, but I will never I will never stand you up on a date. I will always show up at, uh, are you, up at 5 are you o'clock saying, today. Are I you showed up five minutes you're early. You're never going to give me up, and you're never going to let no. me down? Did I show up five minutes early for this podcast? Yes, I did. Yeah. You're going to never turn around and desert me? 
don't know. I'm going to go look in the cabinet and see if I got any garlic. and some Barkley is staring me down right now, so I'm waiting for the <laughs> whining to happen. Thanks again, <laughs> Joe. Once again, that was Joe Pizapia. He is one of the best in the business. Make sure you give him a follow. Make sure you check out the Black Books if you want to know how to win at fantasy baseball and fantasy football. I've been a part of it for years. It's a great thing to check out. It's a great tool to help you learn. Over on FanshareSports.com, as I always remind you guys, all in kid, 20% off if you want the premium package to get the projected ownership for this week. Some picks we'll be covering on the DFS podcast for the rest of us with the footballers this week. And Thursdays is when we record fries. It comes out in the morning for you guys, myself, Chris Meany, Joe Holka. We'll be talking about these picks and I'm looking at it, and it looks like a lot of people probably on the same page as me. I think I'm leaning Alvin Kamara this week at running back, but looks like he's going to be pretty chalky, so it might not be as intriguing as I thought it would be in GPP. And at the same time, over at wide receiver, so far Julio Jones pretty near the top. Makes a lot of sense. Great matchup this week. Been waiting for him to smash. But I'm looking deeper, as I always like to do, try to help you guys out with a little bit of a tease and a thought process here. As you saw my sleepers over on the site, D.D. Westbrook, nobody wants him. And I'm even concerned for the fact he was behind Chris Conley in snaps. But read the sleeper section of the ranks this week. And that's not like, hey, go look. But I broke it down in depth. This is an opportunity matchup specific wise for him to hit. So again, fansharesports.com. All in kid, 20% off the athletic.com slash all in sports, 30% off in the entire season. Follow Joe Pizapia, follow myself at all in kid. Come back next week for week 13, just for the fun of it, just for the goodness, even if you're out of it, but hopefully you're still in it. If you've been listening all year, love you guys. Have a good one. Barkley says hello.